Welcome to our 2023 season of Chicken Bites, where we unpack issues in the South African poultry industry. I'd like to welcome Tabela Nkunjana, who is an economist with the National Agricultural Marketing Council. And today we're going to talk about the basic food basket, why it's becoming so expensive and what we can do about it. It is going to be a nightmare, as I said earlier, but hopefully uh, things won't be as bad as we, we, we anticipate. And then, as I said, that there is going to have to be something, something's going to have to give. Welcome to Bila and thank you for joining Hi, Nikki. Uh, thank you for having me on. Um, looking forward to this discussion. Thank you very much. Just if you don't mind quickly describing your role in, in NAMC, what is it you do there? Okay, so my, my role at NAMC, I am an economist working under the agri-food chain uh, unit where we generally monitor food in South Africa. Uh, and across the world, just to make sense of what is happening in South Africa in terms of comparing it to what is happening uh, across the across the world. What would be the purpose of that? Is this something that is this information that, for instance, the government can use to set policy? Is it a warning to businesses to adapt their practices? Is it a heads up to consumers? Who uses this information? So the, the NMC, it is an agency for the Department of Agriculture, nationally uh, reporting to, to the minister. Uh, so the, the work that we do, it is distributed across the stakeholders within the industry, uh, not, uh, informing them of what is happening in South Africa. Uh, and then, of course, as I said earlier, comparing that to what is happening across the world. I mean, also bringing in, in the factors. I mean, remember that South Africa, it is not operating in a sort of an isolation. It is intertwined to what is happening uh, across the world. So therefore, it is important to make sense or put into context what it is it that is affecting certain things and, and, and why uh, uh, in South Africa. And of course, linking that to what is happening across the world. So yes, uh, stakeholders, you know, consumers and then the you know, other generally involved or directly affected groups do use the work that we, we, we produce at NMC. Okay, now I think the latest statistics that were released indicated that our food inflation is has just gone up to fourteen percent, which is which is a lot. Um, our in, our official inflation rate I think is also rising, and this particularly affects your lower income groups who spend a disproportionate amount of their income on food and transport. So any price rise is going to have a huge knock-on effect on their earning ability or, or their ability to, to nourish themselves. Let's start by looking at your basic food basket. Um, we've long said that poultry is South Africa's most affordable protein, along with eggs, and sometimes it's yeah. interchangeable with tinned fish. But so tinned yeah. fish and eggs and poultry appear to be your lower income market's main source of protein. What Correct. else is in that food basket? Um, so uh, basically, the, the 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 food basket is uh, consists of like very basic foods. You know, your your product that are made out of grains, your ulcids, uh products such as your maize meal, uh, the flours that you use to bake your to calibrate. You know, the cooking oils that you use to you know to 
to, to bring on your meals, you know, the very basic vegetables, your cabbages, your onions, uh, potatoes, and uh, generally all the basic foods that one needs to just nourish him or herself and also to live a healthy lifestyle in general. Mm. What we'd call our end of month budget, our end of month shopping basket. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Obviously, this is, is these, these things are not all going up at the same, uh, um, at the same time yeah. and simultaneously yeah. they, they, they go up. Some go up more than others. Some come down, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, do yeah. we need to unpack? each product and have a quick look at what's causing it to become expensive or are there certain elements that are just making everything more expensive um yeah i think uh perhaps just to um uh, you know uh, just for the for understanding sakes i think it's important that uh maybe can make just examples out of the basic products as to what affects them or what causes these price you know fluctuations uh, across uh uh, the the food basket. So uh, of course these varies, and, and they have uh, you know uh, there are also external factors that determine this. If I'm to make an example about specifically about you know products like your know, bread and cereals, mm. those are, are products that are made out of you know uh, grains, as I said, and there are a number of issues that have resulted to to that. Mm. Uh, so if if one were to recall uh, from 20, late 2020 to 2021, and then of course uh, to 2022, we have seen like a, a dramatic increase in in, in, prior, in products that are made out of you know of your wheat and your and your maize and so mm. forth and, and so forth. Mm. And there are there are factors that are that have been pushing that. Uh, for an example, later uh, in 2020, uh, coming to 2021, there was an issue from um, the production part of things mainly from the South American part of the world. And that's a region that is very important in terms of producing grains generally. And therefore, it exports those products into the world, including South Africa, by the way, we do buy mm. uh, some stuff like your soya beans, mainly from the South American part. Mm. And therefore, those are, you know, moving from the drought. And then you, uh, you, we also had issues with the, the COVID-19 which disrupted uh, significantly the supply chains, you know, all of which some of them are still yet to be completely, you know, uh, resolved. So, mm. and then of course, putting in the issues of your know, disruptions in the industrial part of things where we have seen affecting, we've seen those affecting, you know, the shipping cost. And then of course, the, the latest being the, the war in Ukraine, which, you know, just sort of caused a chain of erection, the number of things, you know, oil prices, mm. and then of course, you know, uh, moving the food, basically the, the grains, mainly because the two countries that are involved in, in that war. I mean, it, this has been talked about extensively. No one, I don't think there's a need to get into that. So all those are some of the issues that have, uh, you know, that have put in so much pressure in prices, irrespective of the fact that South Africa has received quite a number or larger quantities because of you know good rains that we receive but south africa is in that aspect of grains not a huge player which can influence or determine what is happening in terms of price but uh the good thing is that or at least um, i'm happy to say that uh those you know uh prices that we have seen in south africa they have been partially uh you know cushioned by the amount of grains that the country is, is has produced for the past uh four seasons and i think even this year even though we might see relatively different production conditions in terms of weather, uh, those are some of the issues that um, 
where impounding, uh, particularly the, the grains and the oil seeds, uh, the prices that we've seen uh, throughout the past few years, particularly in 2022 coming to 2023. Okay. So to summarize that, even though our good rains have led to very good crops in wheat and maize and soy, um, yes. we still don't produce enough to meet demand. And so we are dependent on imports. And of course, as you said, COVID and the Russian war have disrupted yeah. our international supply chain. So that's, so we have a shortage and that's what's led to the price increase. Yes, partly yes. Uh, because for an example, if I may take uh, wheat for an example as an, as an something that we, we do produce and that is produced mainly in, in, in Western part of the country. Mm. And, uh, so, we do buy like almost half of it, depending on the season and the production. And then, of course, the soya. Soya is very important for the industry, for particularly the poultry industry, because mm -hmm. we tend to buy it outside, mm -hmm. even though we have seen an increase in production in general. Uh, the commodity that we tend to, be, we've been doing very well for the past few, you know, for the, for some time actually. It has been maize. Uh, we've been exporting some million and, uh, and above, you know, for the past uh, seasons, which is a very good thing for the farmers. But unfortunately. In, in terms of the, the contribution or the influence, as I said earlier, is that South Africa is not a very huge, uh, you know, exporter and therefore it can be a net exporter, but it does not have much in terms of influencing the, the prices, you know, uh, again, that are going to be in terms of selling the, the product outside, but it does actually help in terms of somehow push, cushioning in the, the, the products that are made out of maize in general. Mm. And that's that's as you said, that's a crucial part of the of the feed costs of poultry. Yeah, I think also yeah. we we know why oil has gone up in price because the Ukraine is probably the world's largest exporter of cooking oil, and so we I think that's been very well covered. That yeah. um, there's been a steep increase in the price of of cooking oil, sunflower oil, and canola oil because of those disruptions. Why would our basic vegetables become more more expensive? Those are locally grown, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that, uh, I'm glad that you actually brought that up. Um, I think there has been, uh, in fact, generally, vegetables tend to be overlooked as a as a product or as a product that is important, not necessarily for consumption, but also in exporting in the context of South Africa. Mm -hmm. So there has been, uh, you know, a, a consistent increase in the amount of vegetables that are exported from South Africa into the world, actually. And and, and I think that has been increasing based on the numbers that I just checked, uh, because, I mean, there's a lot of talk around vegetables and partly fruit uh, uh, at this moment. Mm -hmm. And I want to mention that um, uh, in generally, uh, since last year, uh, actually, uh, numbers of vegetables, they begin to increase in July. And at least because for us, we are constant, constantly monitoring what is happening around that. And there has been an issue, you know, in terms of production, uh, you know, export and uh, declining in, in consumer spending and all that. Mm -hmm. But what I can say from the context of the world, and, uh, you know, I've, I've been just only two days ago, I was looking into the number of countries that have banned uh, export of vegetables because they have local production issues and supply. And, mm. and this is something that we haven't seen for some time. And because, I mean, even, you know, other, uh, key, uh, you know, key uh, producers in the, from the media space, they have been talking about, you know, production issues in, in, Euro in Europe, for example, uh, you know, countries like Spain, some seeing and decrease in their production for basic onions, you know, uh, uh, you know, supply of cucumbers, 
and and, and so forth. In fact, it, go, it went as far as in the United Kingdom, I saw an article from by the uh, New York Times where they are mentioning that some consumers are even limited to buy basic vegetables, you know, because there's a shortage of that. Uh, but that now is at, is is at the global uh, is at a global yes. Um, yes. standing. Now coming into South Africa, it was actually even uh, the same same situation. We we have had a, a number of, of production issues uh, from uh, mainly uh, onions and then cabbages and then tomatoes. As normally it is the case around March, you know, uh, March April is generally the case of seeing a bit of uh, increase in prices. Then getting specifically into into vegetables, for an example, in South Africa, cabbage is one of the products that you know one does may not normally consider it as an important product. But when there are issues in production, then is one realizes that uh, well, this is something that is important. And uh, cabbage production in South Africa last year, uh, towards the end of the year, was impacted by the excessive rains. You know, as you are aware, mm. um, that mm. agricultural products are, are you know are very sensitive to to weather. Whether is is it too much rain? Is it too little? Mm. Is it uh, frost uh, and so forth? So for cabbage specifically, the issue was excessive rain, which resulted into some insects, and that uh, uh, significantly affected you know the yields. And then of course the the, the, the fertilizers. Uh, cabbages, lettuce, and 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 spinach. Some are some of the products that require extensive amount of nitrogen fertilizer to increase, you know, the product and and the yields. And and I think we have talked about enough in terms of how much fertilizer has affected, um, you know, uh, uh, uh producers, and therefore the the reduction in application sort of uh affected, you know, the end product, which is the production of those products. And then for onion. The, the issue was the drought, partly hmm. um, when when we transition. Normally, um, South African onion is produced from provinces coming to Limpopo and then the central part of the country. And then later in the year, we depend on the supply mainly from Northern Cape and Western Cape. Uh, and there was a drought in that part of hmm. the country. And then, of course, there was the load shedding, which was, you know, also making the situation worse because farmers could not, uh, you know, irrigate timely, and that of course it affected the end, the end product, which is uh, you know, the the, uh, the 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 onions that we needed, and so that is partly what has impacted onion. And coming to this season, we are still experiencing a low load shedding issues, meaning we're probably gonna be able to see some of these developments going forward, and then so forth. And also, just to add in terms of why we have seen partly some some increases. Is that uh, there has been an increase, a significant increase in demand for some of the vegetables for, uh, from South Africa, particularly going to Europe. I've seen numbers doubling. You know, countries that have exported imported something like 2,000 tons, for an example, they have doubled that. Some we've seen in Asia, some uh, you know parts like your know, Taipei, increasing their imports from South Africa significantly because of the issues that I said earlier in terms of some countries banning exports of vegetables, then some having issues with their local production. So those are some of the issues that have uh, affected uh, vegetable prices in generally in South Africa and across the world. It's, it's interesting how it's all interrelated. So just to summarize, yeah. locally, <laughs> we've been hit by a perfect storm almost. So our, our basic vegetables, and I would imagine because I see the same thing, you know, if you're, you tend to, um, if, if you're cooking a meal, 
and, and meat is very expensive. You tend to eat, have a little less meat and add more potatoes. Absolutely. <laughs> Which is probably yes. why people are, are buying more vegetables. But what yeah. is happening is that uh, because of the global disruptions there's a shortage of fertilizer and uh, through climate yeah. change probably there are floods and there are droughts Definitely. in the wrong places and Definitely, then course, yes. one would mitigate through irrigation but load shedding has disrupted the irrigation and then of course because there's a global shortage people yeah. export yeah. they get better prices so sure. yeah absolutely yeah so and i mean i mean for we we cannot punish farmers for that i mean the farming is a business yeah so when they are making money and in selling their product in europe or kudos to them actually that's what we even want because we want to see south african farmers you know ripping the 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 their their you know their costs and benefits of of being in this industry that is such an important one and of course it has its issues but i think it's important to see them you know getting something out of it in general because mm. i mean we do have time to time issues but i think uh it's it's it's, it's, it's important that they do get something of out of of their hard work no absolutely because they have wages to pay so um you know it's it's also about job creation as well yeah. so what that's quite yeah, understandable definitely. let's talk specifically definitely. about poultry uh the, the poultry price shot up okay there was there was a massive price increase after yeah. the um after the riots in in the kzn um which yeah. disrupted supply chain there was a shortage of eggs uh now yes. the price of now that seems to have calmed down and things returned to normal for a while but now all of a sudden the price of poultry and eggs has shot up again why is this um so uh Poultry, um, it is one product that is very important for South Africa for a number of reasons. I mean, it is one of the oldest industries in, in terms of, of time in, in existence. And of course, it's actually the largest if you are adding into the livestock in general in terms of, you know, the value of it. And also in terms of job creations, even if one looks into the primary production alone, and then of course getting into the secondary that is along the value chain. So it is such an important industry. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of, um, of 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 production, the issue with with the poultry it has been uh, from the factors that I've mentioned earlier in terms of you know being unable to get uh, you know feed at at a, at a relatively good prices. As as a, as of yesterday, I think when if I'm not mistaken, I was checking in the numbers in terms of how much a ton of yellow maize, which is mostly used uh, uh, together with uh, soya bean. To produce chicken, it is still somewhere around 30% higher mm. uh, compared to last year around this time, meaning it still remains significantly higher. So those and, 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 and feed, actually, it is one largest thing that uh, the cost in terms of producing poultry in South Africa and actually even in the world, it, it's, it's significantly the one thing that is larger in terms of the inputs that are being put in there. And then, of course, the, the electricity. Uh, because I mean, you need electricity uh, uh, consistently to heat and cool. Sometimes you feed, and also does to control a number of things within the poultry and uh, the poultry uh, production system. So these are some of the issues that have uh, caused the increase. But then, okay, again, another issue also decimating the poultry industry globally, including South Africa, it is the Indian influenza. That one actually, as as we are sitting now, I'm I'm so anxious. Uh, because of, I mean, I've been looking into the numbers of the countries that are being affected by this. In fact, in South Africa recently, it reappears in Western Cape and mm. actually is killing 
beds a lot. And the one thing that now that remains, you know, to be actually it's only a matter of time is Brazil being uh, affected by this now because it is the sole single remaining country that remains or at least there has not been any detection of of the of the outbreak mm. and if that is to happen brazil it is the largest producer and it's the largest supplier of poultry in the world and south africa buy around 70 percent last year it was 76 percent of our poultry from from brazil now imagine if out of the 420,000 tons of chicken we import it is to be negatively impacted that look at the prices now you know those are some of the things that will no it will be a nightmare uh it will be something that we don't want to see uh unfortunately some of these issues are beyond our control but i'm, I'm really anxious about the the brazilian issue because i've seen like end of march argentina and way uh those are the border countries to brazil they've detected this peru country peru and then other neighbors to brazil have reported this so it is just a matter of time as to when uh, and why and how are we going to be able to deal with that should that happen because it's important that we do get that and of course domestically we we are currently being impacted by the the load shedding and then the feeds to expand our production so that we can keep up the price at least at an affordable at an affordable cost sure that yeah. doesn't sound good and in fact the the general feeling is it's not a question that um brazil might get avian flu it's a question of when it gets avian flu especially now i think that it's the wild bird um, yeah. migration starting which means yeah. that it's going to spread exactly. so so from all of this this doesn't sound good at all is this just something where we have to keep our heads down and weather the storm or is there actually something that can be done about this um so it is going to be difficult to to weather this one uh in terms of uh you know bringing in the cost particularly because as you correctly mentioned earlier that uh poultry and egg stuff is generally one of the most consumed products in fact not in south africa i can tell you this even in the world mm. uh, uh based on the numbers that i've seen from the oecd data recently is that there is a transition from consuming you know red meat like your beef and other mm. red meat products and towards poultry and this of course it has to do with the you know the the easy cooking of poultry and then of course the healthiness that the the poultry is perceived to be healthier than these other meats so generally there's a demand there's, there's a rise in consuming uh poultry so meaning for countries that buy uh poultry like south africa yes we are doing well we're trying and our best locally to produce uh poultry and numbers have been increasing you know uh just before we began to see the uh, another outbreaks uh, of the of the of the disease uh the influenza so uh it, it is something that is going to be hard to uh, sort of weather out but of course there is going to have to be a contingency plans to to do this for example if uh brazil is to be you know affected by this automatically what that means is that we cannot be able to import from but made from there and hard that is going to mean locally for the prices you know uh in south africa because as i said that at the moment even though the demand still subdued a little bit but i can tell you that some products have been increasing even we have removed anti-dumping duties for poultry from the countries in europe and, and uh, brazil and the us mm. we are still seeing prices going up because 
there's uh, at the moment not necessarily enough supply because Europe cannot export. US is just uh, eggs. If you've seen egg prices in in yes. in, in US, yes, you know, exactly. are just ridiculous high. Yes, mm. you see. So it is is it is going to be a, a nightmare, as I said earlier. But hopefully, uh, things won't be as bad as we we, we anticipate. And then, as I said, that there is going to have to be something. Something's going to have to give if we are to experience, you know, outbreak in Brazil. And then, of course, locally, the, the state is going to have to come up with some contingency plans, um, be it to exempt, uh, you know, poultry production uh, places in terms of not uh, having to load shed in those areas or assisting producers with feed. And then maybe, and then maybe to look into uh, relaxation in terms of imports, if only if then we are to see a rampant or at least more uh, of uh, the the outbreaks that we are seeing presently. So it doesn't look it doesn't look like a very rosy picture. What I wanted to say, and uh, I think I'm, I'm glad you you know you brought the particularly the issue on the poultry because it's, it's an industry that I like. Uh, in generally, and I do follow it because you know it talks to the larger population of the country. And being, you know, someone that is somewhere where we are monitoring these things, I think it's one of the products that just tends to be important uh, by heart, and also just for its significance in into the entire country. Thank you. I think maybe the advice we can take away is that now is the time I think for people to think about raising chickens in their backyard. Um, I quite frankly would have raised chickens myself in my in my backyard, but I don't think the neighbours would be very happy with the clucking and the crowing. It's funny you mentioned that because um, I, I was in Stellenbosch, so I, I'm, I'm still studying in Stellenbosch, and then I stayed there for some time. I was talking to a neighbour about that exactly, saying, "Look, things are looking and looking very good, and it's about time that." Irrespective of where one stays or lives, it is gonna get to a point where one uh, tries to, you know, sort of diversify his or her supply of food, and also by just, you know, uh, sort of producing a little bit. You know, that small nyana Asia area that you have, yes. you can put in the small nyana, you know, uh, sort of uh, in confinement area to raise maybe ten, you know, fifteen chickens. You know, it, it won't kill you, but unfortunately, you know, as you said, uh, you know, we have neighbors. That will be looking at us funny and, and all yeah. that, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know those. Human, human ingenuity often comes to our rescue. Thank you so very much yeah. for your time. Those were fabulous insights, and uh, we hope we can call on you again. That would be great, Nikki, and, and I appreciate you the, the time and the invitation. It is highly appreciated, and uh, thank you for having me on. Thanks, Tabile. Goodbye. <laughs>